Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Good morning. Good morning. It's Thursday and it's P.I.'s Declassified. I'm excited to uh, talk about our subject today, we're going to be talking about Snapchat, and I have my guest here, Edward Ajabe. Hi, Ed. How are you? Hi. Hi, Francie. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm oh, very good. So, um, Edward is the president of Nighthawk Strategies. It's a great name, by the way, for an investigation company. Uh, <laughs> he's based in Washington, D.C., and um, I know you were on the show before, Edward, and um, but just really quickly, why don't you tell folks how you got into this Snapchat business? Sure. So um, I've, I am a private investigator in, in D.C., as you mentioned, and uh, for about the past decade or so, um, have worked in different capacities and in, in, uh, in government and uh, private sector doing um, intelligence analysis, research, investigations, and uh, I, I grew up around technology, and I grew up in the social media age, and in the well, I mean, it, now at the beginning of the social media age, and I'm sure there's much more to come, and certainly much more that has popped up um, on uh, social media platforms just in the last few years. Um, so, um, with that, um, I've sort of um, tried to leverage the new social media platforms. Um, for intelligence analysis and investigative purposes. Um, so Facebook, of course, is one of the earlier ones. We've seen all the different kinds of intelligence we can collect from um, people's Facebook profiles. And then you have Twitter and Instagram, and, and these are the more popular platforms. Then once you sort of drill down into some of these other apps that folks are starting to use, there is incredible investigative value in that. Um, so Snapchat in particularly, um, it's been out for, for um, at least six years now or so, but just in 2017, they launched SnapMap, um, which is uh, gives the public, you know, anybody with a web browser can actually see the SnapMap, and it's a really interesting live snapshot of activities and videos and stuff happening um, around the world. Interesting. I, do, I wasn't aware of that. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, sure. So what's, uh, um, Snapchat is, um, just to give a really brief um, um, background on the app itself for folks who may not familiar, um, it's a multimedia messaging app. So if you have the Snapchat app, you can take a picture or take a video or send messages to a friend or anybody else that you've, uh, you, you, you've added, so similar to Facebook. Um, and their messages are designed to just appear and then just and disappear within a few seconds or after uh, whatever the user designates. So it's not like texting a picture where they can they can save it or um, or, or emailing it where it's going to be in their inbox forever. This is meant to just be quick bursts of pictures and here's what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, then they sort of they rolled out Snap Map, which is a way for users to actually upload videos to a public map for the world to see. Um, and, uh, of course, within their terms of service, there's uh, obviously stuff that, they, that would be prohibited from up being uploaded, but there's a lot of an investigative value in this 
um, snap map because um, you can only imagine the, the kinds of things um, that are that are being uploaded, especially things like breaking news events. Breaking news events. Right. Yeah. And in and, and, and addition to that, there's um, um, I'll, I'll give you an example of the um, uh, Notre Dame Cathedral fire in Paris just a few weeks ago. Um, one of the first places I went to um, sort of get a live view of what was going on was uh, Snapchat, was the Snap Map. Um, so that allowed me to see people that were taking videos just moments before I was on the app and, and uploading that. It's kind of similar to how people jump on Twitter when there's something like that happening and hmm. you see all of these photos and videos being, uh, being uploaded. Well, I just uh, pulled it up on my browser uh, and it says, Snap Map, make a map of your snaps. So, but it also says it's temporary, unavailable while they're adapting to Instagram. <laughs> so, I don't know. Mm. Um, so, so, so tell me actually how that works. So if you're, it says make a map of your snap. So what does that mean? Um, yeah, so you can, um, if you access snap map, um, on the app, uh, if you have the app on your phone, um, you can, um, get to it right from the app and you can sort of browse around this map of the world and yeah. you'll see, um, it'll look sort of like a heat map. Right. Um, areas that are that are red and orange um, have a lot of activity going on. Uh, yesterday, there was a helicopter crash in the in New York City, and I think it went into the Hudson River, the East River. Right. Um, and um, someone caught it falling into the water, and it was on Snapchat. <laughs> it was on Snap Map. So um, you know, huh. there was a big red orb around um, the river in New York City. It was all these folks taking videos at that exact location. So um, you can build your map. You can, you can see everything that's publicly uploaded um, to that map, and it's incredibly useful for, for situations like that. I would think so. Um, so and, the, and then those don't disappear like it does on, on the Snapchat. Right. Correct? It'll be up there for um, – that's correct. Yeah, if you send a message to someone in Snapchat, it'll usually disappear within seconds. When you, uh, a user uploads a video to the map, it'll actually stay public for 24 hours. So it's, it, still, it still does disappear after a short amount of time, but you can at least view it multiple times. You can go back to it. You can um, save it. You know, if, you have a, a, um, if you're viewing it on a mobile phone, you can take a, a screenshot or a screenshot on your computer. So it, it will allow you to play it multiple times. So if you access it, is there some way you could save the information? Um, yes, actually, there was, um, you can, and I'll give you an example uh, uh, recently. Um, if you come across something on SnapMap that you'd like to save or you'd like to archive, if you're doing an investigation or if you work in security or intelligence analysis and you, and you see something that's really valuable for your case, um, Let's say if you're viewing it on your mobile phone, um, at least on iPhone that I know has a feature where you can record what you're doing on the screen, kind of like if you were making a tutorial video. So on your iPhone, you swipe up from the bottom and you'll see all the control panel keys. And there's okay, I'm doing that now. For re- <laughs> yeah. So we talk. And there should be a... <laughs> 
Um, there should be if you have if you've added it in your settings um, a um, a record button, and um, with that you can then record everything you're doing on the screen, um, and then you could go back to the Snapchat app. You can load up the map and and play that video again. Um, and if you have a um, computer, you can also do the same uh, with a, a, a video recording software. If you have a Windows 10 computer, you can press the Windows key and the G key, letter G, um, and you can record um, what's happening on your screen. So you just click that snap video again, and it will, uh, it will play, and now you've saved a copy of it. That is very cool. I did not know that. So you yes. just you just push the Windows key on your keyboard, and then G. Do you have to do it at the same time or separately? Yep, uh, at the same time, and at it will load. Um, it it might be confusing at first because some people it'll show. Oh, it's loading Xbox, and I don't want to play an Xbox game. But it's, <laughs> it's actually for. Uh, <laughs> it's actually a feature that that's for uh, for folks who live stream their video games but it's also a built-in tool for Windows 10 where you can uh, screen record for yourself. You don't have to broadcast it necessarily. Yeah, so you just came up uh, to you when op- open up Game, game Bar. <laughs> yes, right. It's confusing at first, but the Game Bar is the, is the, is the same uh, function as the screen record. Um, okay. So you can uh, enable that to, to do screen recording. Well, that's very fun. Very good. Thank you. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So going back to the maps, tell me how you use it. Um, so, yeah, I use it for um, a variety of purposes, mainly um, when um, um, we, I have a case and it's uh, something like an accident reconstruction, for example. Those are really um, unique cases and they require a lot of witnesses and they require a a, a good deal of information to sort of figure out what happened. And um, as you know, whenever something um, happens right in front of everyday folks, a lot of people will, the first thing they do um, hopefully is, is call 911, but, but a lot of them also take out their phones and start taking a video. And um, uh, some people will, um, upload that to the Snap Map or to Twitter or to various other uh, platforms. But um, I've seen just everyday car accidents um, um, really kind of uh, it, it exposed from many different angles on Snap Map, um, as well as um, uh, you know other accidents or natural disasters and things like that. Where Snap Map is really a good tool um, because. Most of the time, the first people on the scene are just bystanders, and right. they have their phone out, and they're taking video within seconds of that incident happening. So that's really valuable information for uh, for investigators who work in uh, that area. Okay, so we need to get real basic here. If you want to, if so, <laughs> you hear about say an accident, or you hear about some mm-hmm. kind of a disaster, you need the address for that when you go on Snap Map. How does that um, work? Yep. Yeah, sure, you can. So if you, um, let's see, uh, if you do it from your uh, web browser, um, you, you'll see, um, and actually I'll give the URL if I, if I haven't already, it's map.snapchat.com. 
Um, and once you go to that website, it will load the live map. Um, you can scroll around and pretty much visit anywhere in the world. Um, and you'll see these um, red, yellow, blue colored orbs. And that just shows you how much density of activity is happening there. So actually, as okay. I look at it right now, there's still a big um, red orb over New York City, and that's still footage from yesterday's helicopter crash. Hmm. Okay. Um, so um, you can, you can um, to answer your question, yeah, you can enter in an address, or you can, um, you can um, look at the map visually and just sort of zoom in to different areas um, that you're interested in. So it works like, say, um, Google Maps satellite, where you can zoom in and and get, can you get a satellite view versus a street view and that kind of thing? Um, yeah, yeah, actually, but very close to the, to, uh, the Google Maps function. So it's, it's pretty um, easy to use once you get familiar with it for a couple minutes, um, and it will show you that uh, hybrid view, the satellite and the street view. So you can uh-huh. see where streets are and landmarks and, and cities and highways, um, and it will also show you the, the um, somewhat of a, top, a topography of, of the of the area, so that you can actually see buildings and waterways and things like that from satellite images. That is a fabulous tool, and you can see whatever people are hanging around. Right, right, exactly, and and you can even um, some of the more <laughs> interesting ones, if if not even just. Uh, uh, natural disasters or accidents and things like that. You can even see what what people are doing in their own home uh, if they choose <laughs> to uh, <laughs> if they choose to uh, uh, upload that that content uh, to the map. So I've you know I've seen videos of people just you know driving in the car or sitting on the beach or something like that. So wow. anywhere where you you think you might be able to collect some intelligence, however small or however detailed it, it may be, um, you never really know what, what you can kind of get out of just uh, uh, scanning through those, some of those um, uh, videos on the map. I can see this could come, become very addictive, <laughs> just roaming around this map all the time. <laughs> it, it, it is. It definitely can be. <laughs> That's really something. Okay, so uh, we're going to have to take a, a quick break in a, a couple minutes here, Edward. But um, so between Snap Map and something else, what do you use the most? Um, I use a combination of, um, of different social media tools. So I'm really big into uh, social media investigations. So depending on the type of investigation, um, I'll, I'll use Snapchat if I need to look at um, a particular location. Like this thing happened at this place. Let me learn everything I can about it. So I'll mm-hmm. use Snapchat, um, Twitter, and definitely Facebook once we've identified or if we've identified some individuals um, that we might need to look further into. And how about uh, uh, Instagram? Um, yep, yep, it, uh, Instagram as well, um, especially because that is uh, it's now owned by Facebook. So there is um, it, it's an enormously popular app for uh, for also finding pictures um, once you're doing that that uh, investigation of, of that individual. And um, the good thing about Instagram is uh, that you can search for hashtags. Um, some of the images will even include uh, location if they've tagged themselves at a 
at a hotel or at a particular landmark. Okay, I'm going to ask a really dumb question because I don't understand the use of hashtags. So, can you explain that? Or well, maybe we should go. Maybe we should wait until we come back from the break uh, and get into hashtags because I think that's an interesting side topic here. So, Ed, we'll sure. be right back sure. uh, in just a moment while we give our time to our commercials here. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator. We feature stories and articles on current trends and issues, equipment reviews, tips, and practical advice. Don't miss the new and exciting year in PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to PIs Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to F R A N C I E at PIsDeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. I'm back with my guest, Edward A. Jab. I got that right, right, Edward? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, we're talking about social media and Snapchat, Snap Map, uh, Map, Twitter, Instagram, and we were just going to talk about hashtags. So tell me everything you know about hashtags, Edward. Yeah, sure. So um, hashtags are kind of a way to um, link topics on social media. So um, I'll start with, with Twitter, for example, and it's the same sort of concept across all social media sites, so I'll just, uh, but I'll just use Twitter as an example to, to sort of uh, walk through how some of them may work. Um, so um, when I, I post a lot of tweets and I, I do a lot of tweeting about uh, private investigations and some cool finds on social media, 
Um, so generally, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet something, and in my tweet, I'll include hashtag OSINT for open source intelligence or hashtag okay. private investigations. Um, so if someone is interested in seeing all tweets by the public that mention the word or the hashtag OSINT or investigations or uh, hashtag um, Washington, D.C., or any kind of topic or, or subject or, or um, even a celebrity name, um, you can follow that list. So whenever someone tweets something publicly and says, um, I love doing private investigations, and they hashtag investigations, uh, you can see it. So it's kind of like a way of making your own newspaper of just the topics and hashtags and keywords that you care about so that you can sort of follow who's who and who's talking about those things and what's sort of happening. Um, so, uh, for example, the Notre Dame fire would be hashtag Notre Dame fire or cathedral mm-hmm. fire or something mm-hmm. like that, where you can sort of easy way to see everything going on with that, with that topic. Okay. So, okay. So you, what do you, where do you get that information when you, when you want to go access it? Um, yeah, so on, um, on Twitter, you can do a, uh, a search for um, hashtag OSINT or hashtag investigations. Um, and when you tweet and you put that um, hash symbol or as some know, the pound sign um, in front of that keyword, it will hyperlink it so that you can click on it and then it will show you a whole page of search results um, of tweets that are um, that include that hashtag or include that keyword. Um, so, for example, I just tweeted out a, uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, I'm now live on Francie Kaler's the PIC Classified, and I'm going to be talking about Snapchat. And I hashtag the word Snapchat. So, if you click on that, it will show you everyone else who is talking about uh, Snapchat in their tweets. Interesting. Okay, so you're teaching me a lot, Edward. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not up to speed on all these things. So, okay, that's very interesting. So, um, okay, so let's go back to uh, the use of Snapchat, which is kind of where we started out here. We got a little sidetracked. <laughs> so, how do you? Um, what do you do when you're doing an investigation? How do you use Snapchat? Uh, well, the important thing to remember about Snapchat is, uh, uh, and Snap Map is that things will disappear from that map um, 24 hours after they were uploaded. So it's really important that um, if, if you're, uh, unfortunately, if, you, if you're brought on an investigation with it, for an incident that happened uh, two months ago, um, there probably wouldn't be much to get from, from Snap Map. But if, but if you're doing something and it's relatively quick, or it's um, um, an, an incident that just happened, and you want to collect some some data and, and some intelligence, um, and that intelligence being all the conceivable videos and pictures and stuff that people took of that incident, um, then that's when I would definitely hop on SnapMap right away um, and see what you can get. Um, and then, if you are working an investigation 
that um, is over a prolonged period of time. So, for example, you start your investigation, and rather than looking back at historical data or doing an investigation of things that have happened in the past, Mm -hmm. and rather you're looking at um, tracing someone's activity moving forward, that's where Snapchat could be a goldmine because uh, if you're doing a – um, workers' comp investigation, a disability investigation, um, things like that where you can um, sort of pinpoint certain locations where a person might be uh, if, you, if you suspect they may be using Snapchat or maybe uploading videos, uh, which is a possibility. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a, that would be an excellent tool uh, to use for those forward-looking investigations. Okay, so tell, tell us how this works. So, so say you're interested in a particular individual and they're uploading videos or they're doing whatever. Tell me, tell me what your process is. Yeah, sure. So um, what I would do uh, first is to gather um, all of the addresses uh, where you think that person might be having activity, whether it's their home address, their work address, um, if they frequently visit a uh, relative or if they have a, a second home or something like that. Um, and that way you can use SnapMap to um, check periodically if there's any activity over those uh, locations of interest. Um, now, they, they might be using Snapchat in its uh, sort of native form where they're just messaging their friends and things like that. That won't show up on the map unless they intentionally uh, choose to upload it publicly, and which, mm-hmm. which some people do, especially especially if they're doing something, um, you know, they're out and about, they want to take a video of something interesting, they upload it to the map. So to have those key points and key locations in mind, and then just check the map, because uh, you could really zoom in at a, quite a detailed level like, like Google Maps does, um, and see if there's any... Um, colored orb over that location, which indicates that there's a uh, snap video there. Hmm. Interesting. This is this is really fascinating. I love this. <laughs> okay, so um, so say you found something. Um, you're following a workers' comp guy, and you see him out in out in the yard building something that he shouldn't be doing while he's injured. Uh, what do you do with that? Um, yeah, so from there, um, what I would do is use those uh, screen capture or screen recording uh, programs. If, if, you're, if you're viewing it on a, on a mobile phone to record it um, or viewing it on a, um, a computer um, using the, uh, the screen recording function to uh, capture it. And what you want to do, because it's a little tricky since, you're, since you're, um, you're going to be recording your screen, is I would start from the moment you load Snapchat and then start recording and, and load the program and zoom in on the location and click on it. So that way, if you ever have to present this um, to an attorney or a court, um, they'll actually see the steps that you took to find that video and obtain that video, and it will show that um, it came from the SnapMap website directly. It was an altered or things like that. So it's very important to, um, once you find that key piece of information for your case, is to save it as quickly as possible by, um, by taking that screen recording or screen capture. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, good advice. Um, mm-hmm. 
Very good. Okay. Because I was, I was wondering how you were going to prove that up in court if you needed to. But sounds like that would do it if you had it uh, from mm-hmm. the starting, the beginning of your process. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. Yes, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's definitely a handy tool to be able to um, have those visuals for your case. Have you had any problem getting it introduced in court? Um, I haven't personally. No, um, a lot of times when I've presented it um, for cases like that, they are um, it's it's good information to have, and um, it hasn't been brought up in court, but it was used definitely as a as a good um, um, bargaining piece in a mm-hmm. in a settlement or any kind of negotiation there. Yeah, I would think that would be true too. And then even even if it was challenged in court, as long as the witness was on the witness stand and you were asking him about it, that kind of cancels that part out. You're not introducing it in isolation. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right, so tell me some more tricks. <laughs> I like your tricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what, um, there's a couple of things to mention about what um, um, Snapchat um, uh, can, and, or SnapMap rather, can and cannot do. And I'll use these, I might say interchangeably, I'll say Snapchat or SnapMap, and I'm sort of referring to the whole um, program, the whole, the whole app as, as a bundle. Um, okay. Now, when you um, um, use the uh, Snap Map to see what's going on, um, there are certain things you can and cannot see. So it won't tell you the name or the username of the person who uploaded it. So un- unfortunately, it, it's not actually going to identify that person by name um, who uploaded it. And that's, of course, you know, for, for privacy reasons. If someone is uploading a video to a public map, Snapchat will erase their username from it. So, it, you know, they, they will have a little bit of anonymity. Um, okay. But certainly if you see faces you recognize or places you recognize or it's capturing a very important event for your case, um, that may be all you need um, is, is just that visual. So um, while you aren't able to see the... Um, username of the person who took it, it will show you, um, of course, the exact location where it was taken, um, because that's how the the snap map works, and it will tell you the approximate time it was taken. So if you click on one of those uh, colored orbs and you see a heat map of activity and you start watching it, it will play it in reverse chronological order. So you, you could see something that happened four minutes ago, and then something that happened 19 hours ago. Um, so we'll, it will give you a rough estimate of what time or how long ago um, that, that video was taken. Okay, does the person you're viewing, do they have any idea that you're doing it? Um, no, they don't. Actually, that's a great question. Um, when, you, uh, when you view things on the Snap Map, um, it's public, so the person who has uploaded it won't see um, how many people have viewed it or um, that you've taken a screenshot of it or taken a recording of it. So once they release it onto the public map, onto the uh, open snap map, um, it's there for 24 hours, and they kind of give up any sort of um, ability to monitor um, where it goes. So that's actually a, a good advantage too. So you can play the video multiple times and you can record it, um, but the user won't be alerted 
um, to the fact that someone someone watched it or someone screenshotted it um, like they would if you were using the um, native Snapchat app, where if I send you a message or a photo and, and you um, screenshot it or record it, I get a notification letting me know. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay, interesting. Okay, so... Um, so they can they could upload it though. You you refer in an, your article as to, as ghost mode, so that's a private process. Um, yeah, that's right. That's um, um, when you have added um, friends, um, similar similarly to how you would do on Facebook. You can add friends on Snapchat, um, and this is if you have the app and you want to use it for that multimedia messaging sort of thing that, that I mentioned, um, you can see some of your friends who have chosen to share their location. So, uh, you know, when they're opening the app or when they're using it throughout the day, you can actually see their little cartoon character moving around, and it's actually kind of comical because then you can see um, where people are. Um, and again, they have to be your your friend. You have to add them as your friend, or they have to add you as their friend. But they can turn that feature off, and they can go into what's called ghost mode, um, where they're not sharing their location um, all the time, and you can't see where they are at any given moment. But you can still send them uh, messages and still send them pictures. So... Um are there any other applications that are similar to the Snap Map? Um, you know, I, there there really hasn't been. Um, I really l- was a big fan of of Facebook's Live Map. They had something kind of similar, uh-huh. um, but it's it's not, it's not um, it's not uh, available anymore in the as far as I know, in, in the current form. Um, and that would actually show you a, a live map of all of the Facebook live streams that are happening. Um, you can still do searches on Facebook, but you have to have a keyword in mind. So you have to go and look for that video. Um, mm-hmm. But there is another um, tool that I like to use in conjunction uh, with SnapMap, and it's called the OmniSci Tweet Map. It's spelled O-M-N-I-S-C-I, OmniSci Tweet Map. Um, and this is cool because um, on one hand, you have Snapchat to show you what's going on on a map. The OmniSci Tweet Map will show you all of the geotagged tweets happening all around the world. So you'll see something very similar to the Snap Map. You'll see all of these uh, colored dots and colorful um, um, points on the map, and that is to show you um, a, a tweet that was uh, geotagged or uh, geolocated um, at that specific location. Okay, and you spell that O M N I S E I. It's like Sam E I. Um. Um. O M N I S C I, like uh, science. Oh, S C I. Okay. All right. Very good. That's right. Yeah. So, if you go, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, if you go to the uh, the direct URL is um, omnisci.com slash demos slash tweetmap. So um, that is the uh, that's the direct URL for this for this company that has made this um, very useful map. 
Oh, very useful. Exactly. And how does that differ from the Periscope's map feature? Um, yeah, it, it actually is it's pretty similar to Periscope. Um, I, liked, I use Periscope a little bit. Um, it, it doesn't quite have um, the, uh, the saturation rate or the adoption rate as, as uh, Snapchat and, and Twitter do. So it is useful to use, um, but it, it, um, it, it doesn't quite have the, the same amount of users, the high volume um, mm. of users. But I would, still, I would still definitely keep it in my toolkit. Okay. And then how does, uh, how does WhatsApp work into this process? Can you do the same kinds of things with WhatsApp? Um, not that I'm familiar with. I know that what, WhatsApp is, um, is a, a similar messaging tool. Um, you know, like, like Snapchat, um, it has um, pretty good privacy. So if you're messaging someone, if you're sending content through it, um, Snap, or, I'm sorry, WhatsApp is, is supposedly end-to-end encrypted. Um, but, as, but as far as I know, there isn't, there isn't a ton of, um, of uh, investigative value, at least from what I've used uh, WhatsApp for so far. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. So um, let's see here. What other kinds of things can you tell us um, that you can use these things for? Um, sure. So um, I, I think that um, the tweet map... Uh, the OmniSci tweet map um, has a couple of useful uh, applications. Um, so everybody is 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 uh, is or almost everybody is using Twitter, and um, most of what you'll find on the OmniSci tweet map are um, tweets that have been. Um, geotagged at a specific location. So in order for them to show up on a map, in order for a computer to recognize um, where a tweet or a post or something came from, it has to be geotagged or the person has to um, tag themselves at that location. So um, in other words, if you're tweeting from a phone, let's say from your mobile device, uh, you have to enable location services and you have to enable Twitter to share your location or attach your, your geo-coordinates every time you tweet. Um, so I wouldn't say a, a majority of people do that. It's probably a very slim margin of people who have um, opted to uh, include their exact coordinates um, in all of their tweets or all of their uh, posts on other platforms. Um, but it's actually frequent enough when you put it together and you aggregate all the data and you look at the tweet map, you'll see that there's hundreds of millions of geotagged uh, tweets. So um, if, once again, just like SnapMap, if you're investigating a particular incident, um, you can zoom in on that area and see the tweets coming from uh, that particular location. And mm-hmm. tweet map is great because it actually goes back about... Uh, three months or so. Okay, so the, so here's another dumb question: How do you use the geotags? Yes, yeah, so um, you um, you have to um, have uh, in, enabled uh, on your on your phone settings um, in location services. You have to enable your location to be shared, um, and then in Twitter. Um, 
you may notice that sometimes when you first install an app, let's say you get a brand new app. I have a lot of uh, shopping apps and, and uh, note apps on my phone. So whenever uh-huh. you install a new app, all these pop-ups come up. It's like, this app wants to send you notifications. This app right. wants to use your microphone. This app wants to use your location. So if the, person choose, if the user chooses yes to share their location with, with Twitter, then Twitter will say, okay, whenever you tweet, we will attach your location to that tweet. Um, why? I don't know. But <laughs> that, that is okay. a good tool for, for investigators and for in- intelligence analysts because you could, um, that, that has a lot of value. And having that data attached to that tweet um, um, is, is very useful, whether you're investigating an individual or going um, to the flip side of that and just investigating everything that happens um, at a particular location. So, okay, so do you have to share your, you have to click on share yours to be able to do all these things? Um, yeah, that's right. That's, um, yeah. if you, um, if, um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, yes, if, if a user chooses to share their location, um, then uh, their location will be attached to all of their tweets. Um, but you personally, as an investigator, or us as, as investigators, um, don't have to enable our location services to do that because okay. we can do it right from a computer. We can do it right, right from a web browser and see all that data that's, that's currently available. Okay. I've been holding off. We need to take another really quick break, (laughs) Edwards. So we'll be right back. This is so fascinating. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator. We feature stories and articles on current trends and issues, equipment reviews, tips, and practical advice. Don't miss the new and exciting year in PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's Choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. Yes, I've been talking with Edward A. Jab from Nine Hot Strategies, uh, Washington, D.C., and we've been talking about Snapchat and Twitter and SnapMap and all these kinds of social media things. I've asked uh, Edward to give us some examples of how he's used uh, SnapMap and Snapchat in his cases. So uh, you were just telling me offline about one. Go ahead, Edward. That's right. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to the investigator who um, who told me about this and uh, and and tweeted about it. Um, and I, I saw his tweet and I reached out to him because I'm like, I have to hear more about this story. This is a great example of uh, social media intelligence and and Snapchat investigations in action. Um, so Sam Petito out of Durango, Colorado, uh, is private you know investigator Sam? there. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he um, uh, he he uh, tweeted about uh, the article this, this article that he read about that I wrote about SnapMap, um, and he said that he was just um, browsing through it and, and and playing through the map, and um, he zoomed over the Durango High School in Durango, Colorado, and saw that there was a a uh, a couple of dots there, which indicated there were some videos. Um, so what, what, what Sam did was um, he checked out those videos and saw um, a student who looked like she was either in distress or, or, or possibly like a school um, bullying situation or something like that, um, but wasn't really sure. So he contacted the, uh, the school um, and security looked into it and he sent them the video and um, they were able to make contact with the student, and then they were they they resolved it, and everything uh, turned out to be okay. Um, but the school was um, both surprised and pleased to see that there was this new technology that they really didn't know about. That they really didn't know they had the the ability to uh, add an additional layer of mm-hmm. security monitoring, um, and that the school was just you know all the students are on social media. They're always posting things and taking videos and sharing things. So they were really um, surprised at, at um, the ability to, to use something that's an open source free tool to uh, sort of um, add that additional layer to their security. That really, that, and you could see there's so many applications for that. Right, exactly, and 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 I thought that was an that was an excellent one because it really sort of shows how um, th- these things can be used just for um, just how everyday things can kind of um, turn into something that you've now created value to a, another organization or able to help someone else with mm-hmm. um, something that you might find. No, oh, for sure. Yeah, you could apply that to well, particularly with the school shootings and everything that's going on. You could really uh, make good applications. Out of this. Mm. It's great. It's a great feature. Oh yes, absolutely. So, have you had an unusual situation that you were able to resolve by Snapchat or Snap Map? 
Um, there were a few, um, <clears throat> um, uh, in, uh, a few cases where I actually did some security monitoring for events. So these, these large events and, and uh, in, uh, in D.C., there's always some kind of, you know, event going on where there's a VIP or there's a speaker or an elected official. So um, enough, we've, I've been talking a lot about how to use SnapMap for investigations, um, but there's also a really good um, application for um, using it uh, for event monitoring um, and that sort of thing. So you can actually just flip on SnapMap and uh, see if anyone is uploading videos um, about your event. Um, and uh, let's say if it's, uh, if it's something that you want to really capture what people are saying about the event to make sure there's no risks or threats or things like that, um, it's a great tool to add to your toolbox. Um, I've used it for some events before where we've um, luckily haven't had anything bad happen, but some folks were taking videos, and we wanted to be aware of sort of what was being put out um, in that ethosphere. Um, I've also solved a, a, a number of, or at least uh, gathered some really good information for a number of personal injury cases for this. Um, and again, if it's someone who lives in a, uh, you know where they live, you have a street address, and they use this, these sorts of social media tools, um, I've gotten lucky and, and, and was able to find some um, good pieces of information through those videos. So I, I guess it doesn't matter what part of the world you're in if you have Snapchat, right? I mean, it could be any country. That's right. Yeah. In fact, um, one of the uh, one of the things that you probably can get addicted to is just uh, using the map and seeing what's going on in, in other places. <laughs> Some of the most rural areas um, of the world, and it's it's just really neat. I mean, and it and the, what's actually really cool about it is you, it's. Everything that's on that map with Snapchat happened in the last 24 hours. Um, so that's, that's the really cool thing about it. It's, it's always uh, updating. That really is amazing. It's just a, a phenomenal tool. Mm. So, so what advice do you have for me and for the rest of the investigators that this is new, new to us uh, on, on where to start and what to do and and how to, exactly how to use it. Yeah, sure. So um, I'll start off with just some statistics. Um, with, with Facebook, we know Facebook is just the, the, um, the biggest social media, the most prolific one that, people, that most people use. Uh, over two-thirds of U.S. adults use Facebook or at least have a Facebook account. Um, worldwide, there's over two, uh, 2.2 billion uh, monthly active users. So um, when, you, when you take that into consideration, a lot of people who, um, who, who know about social media investigations instantly think of Facebook. And it mm-hmm. is definitely one of the um, must-haves in terms of social media investigations. And then when you get down to it, there's a lot of other apps that people are starting to install on their phones or use uh, different websites that, that, that those websites can have a tremendous amount of valuable information as well. Um, so don't forget about things like Snapchat and SnapMap and Twitter, um, Instagram, um, because, you know, we live in an age now where a lot of people are sharing everything on, on social media um, 
and uh, you you have the ability to um, use the internet, use social media to your advantage, um, and the traditional um, surveillance and types of private investigations that we do on the ground now can be done, or at least supplemented with intelligence and surveillance that we gather from online and social media resources. Um, so the advice I have for investigators is to uh, not underestimate the, the power of, of social media intelligence uh, mm-hmm. for your cases and, and use it as an extra layer um, for, your, uh, for your investigations because it's, it's really powerful. So are you using this on every investigation now? I would think so. Um, yeah, just just about every investigation um, I do, if it's um, involving um, a, a an individual investigation or something in, involving a uh, uh, where anything involving location, it will definitely be useful. So, um, almost every in- investigation I do has some sort of uh, social media component, or at le- I at least check. I use some of those uh, tools in my tool t- toolkit to uh, check up on some social media resources. Okay. Well, it, sound, it sounds really good because I know, at least in the criminal defense world, uh, social media has become a must-have for almost every investigation. So, I mean, mm-hmm. from witnesses to victims to defendants, co-defendants, uh, it's almost mm-hmm. a, a must, must-do in every case. Right, it's, and it's very time-consuming, as you know. I mean, as you as you were saying, you can get addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it does take a lot of uh, a lot of work, but it it definitely has helped me out in in many investigations. Sounds like. Well, we have to close, Edward. This has been fascinating. Thank you so much for being on the show today, and for the rest of yes, you folks, you tune in again next week as we declassify more real stories from real investigators, like in Edward. And PIs Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to PIs Declassified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. PIs Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program.